This is Exposing Washington with Walker Wildman, bringing clarity to Washington, D.C. news. We see corruption at every level in Washington. Exposing the deception plaguing our nation's capital. Not only what he told every Republican senator, but what he told the press over and over and over again was a simple lie and helping Christians stay informed about government. This puts a bigger burden on voters to go figure out what's actually going on. This is Exposing Washington with Walker Wildman on American Family Radio. It's a national disgrace. And from my standpoint, as a black American, as far as I'm concerned, it is a high-tech lynching for uppity blacks who in any way deign to think for themselves, to do for themselves, to have different ideas. And it is a message that unless you kowtow to an old order, this is what will happen to you. You will be lynched, destroyed, caricatured by a committee of the US, U.S. Senate rather than hung from a tree. Wow. That is Clarence Thomas back in 1991. Welcome to the show today. You're listening to Exposing Washington on the American Family Radio Network. The topic of the show today is how Democrats use sleazy tactics against Judge Brett Kavanaugh. And that audio clip we just opened the show with takes us back to 1991, October 11th, 1991, inside the same U.S. Senate chamber that Judge Brett Kavanaugh is being slandered in, the same committee that was Judge Clarence Thomas, Thomas, in his words, going through and during a high-tech lynching of any black man that chooses to think for himself. Glad you joined the show today. We're going to get into that. We're going to get into the Judge Clarence Thomas uh, 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 scandal, or alleged scandal, back in 1991, and we're going to talk about Judge Brett Kavanaugh and his uh, his issues that he's dealing with today uh, on behalf of uh, our, with the Democrats. But before we get into the show, you can watch the show uh, on YouTube, you can watch the show on YouTube, Exposing Washington. You can watch the show there. You can also uh, catch us on our website, AFR.net, and visit the podcast page there, AFR.net. Lastly, we are now on Facebook. So I know many of you enjoy getting your news and information on Facebook, following the, the shows you listen to. So you can get uh, 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 you can get me on Facebook. You can follow me on Facebook. Just type in, type in Walker Wildman on Facebook. Follow me there. Catch the news stories I'm going to talk about there. And I'll also post the YouTube link to the show on my Facebook page. So a lot of ways to keep up with the show. But here's what we're going to do today. We're going to break down the details of the Kavanaugh accusation. And for anyone who has been keeping up with the news this week, you've heard about the the baseless accusations or accusation that is being lobbied are lobbed against Brett Kavanaugh. And here are some of the basic details of the accusation. Dr. Christine Blasey 
Ford, Dr. Christine Blasey Ford, went to high school with Judge Brett Kavanaugh, and she sent this anonymous letter, what was supposed to be an anonymous letter, to Senator Dianne Feinstein on the Judiciary Committee back in July. And she wrote out, she explained how she had been, she had allegedly been sexually assaulted by Judge Brett Kavanaugh. And the, 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 I'm not going to read the whole letter, but just, just, a, just a part of it here. She says, Dr. Ford says to Senator Feinstein, first she says, I want to remain anonymous. Then she goes on to say, Brett Kavanaugh physically and sexually assaulted me during high school in the early 1980s. So no specific year there, just in the early 1980s. That could be anywhere from 1980 to 1985, the early 1980s. He conducted these acts with the assistance of Redacted. The name's Redacted. Both were one to two years older than me and students at a local private school. She does not know how old they they were. One to two years older. The age of a person, if you know the year, would be very easy to figure out with the calculator. The last sentence I'll read here is, she says, The assault occurred in a suburban Maryland area home at a gathering that included me and four others. So the third thing there is she doesn't know where it occurred. She says it occurred in a suburban Maryland area home. You should easily be able to know the address of the location where this occurred, even if it was 30, 40 years ago. You drive back down the street, say it was that house right there. You look at the mailbox and you know the address, but she doesn't know the address. And the last thing she says there is that included me and four others. So a lot of unanswered questions there. It's a very vague letter. So, but moving on, here's, here are some issues with Dr. Ford's letter and her statements that she's made thus far through her attorney. And then we're going to delve more into this and kind of the, the, what has been going on this past week since these accusations have been lodged. The author of that letter, Dr. Ford, who is claimed to be the victim, she also claims to have wanted to remain anonymous. But despite the fact that she claims she wanted to remain anonymous throughout this whole process, a month ago, she received a lie detector test and she hired an attorney. That is not something that someone who wants to remain anonymous does. You don't take a lie detector test and you don't hire an attorney if you want to remain anonymous. But moving on here, Senator Dianne Feinstein had this letter in July and she sat on it for over a month. Then someone, probably a Democrat, leaked it to the media after 30 plus hours of hearings with Judge Kavanaugh. So last week, we covered the circus in Washington, D.C. on the show last week. Well, last week, the Senate held 30 plus hours of of sworn testimony from people who hate Brett Kavanaugh and people who like Brett Kavanaugh. And Dr. Ford was conspicuously missing. 
nowhere to be found. And so last week was the chance for Dr. Ford to come forth with her alleged or her accusations. But the reason she didn't come forth is because the Democrats wanted to sink Kavanaugh without the letter. But they kept the letter. They held off on releasing the letter because they knew they might need it as a last-ditch effort to sink Brett Kavanaugh's nomination. And two questions I have for Dr. Ford, who's the, the alleged victim here, is why didn't you testify before the full committee last week? Why didn't you testify before the full committee last week? Because if you would have testified, I think, if you would have testified on national television last week, under oath, that Brett Kavanaugh sexually assaulted you in high school, I think Brett Kavanaugh would have been done. I think that would have sunk Brett Kavanaugh's confirmation. But I think there's a reason that Dr. Ford did not testify under oath last week before the Senate. That's because maybe, just maybe, she's telling a bald face lie. And she didn't want to go before the Senate because she would be under oath. And if you're under oath and you tell a lie, then that's a crime. It's called perjuring yourself, lying under oath before Congress. But moving on here, the Senate, in, in response, the Senate Republicans have delayed the confirmation vote, and they've offered to hold a hearing on this, and they've invited the alleged victim, Dr. Ford, to the Senate to testify. And Dr. Ford has refused to come to the Senate and testify. Once again, I think that's a sign that she does not want to be under oath because if she's caught in a lie, then it could incriminate her. But moving on here, here's what the Democrats and Dr. Ford want. Here's what they want. This is clip one. This is Anderson Cooper on CNN, and he's explaining the latest demands by Dr. Ford and her attorney. Let's listen. Good evening. We begin tonight with breaking news. You'll only see it here. Christine Blasey Ford, the woman accusing Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh of sexually assaulting her, wants the FBI to investigate her allegations before talking to the Senate Judiciary Committee about it. We know this because 360 has exclusively obtained a letter that her attorneys have just moments ago sent to committee chairman Chuck Grassley. It lays out in stark terms the, the price, she says, that she and her family are already paying. Chairman Grassley wants her to appear next Monday before the committee. Republicans want to speed the nomination along. Democrats want to go slow. President Trump says Judge Kavanaugh doesn't deserve this, but until now, we do not know what Dr. Ford wants. That was Anderson Cooper on CNN there, and I'm not sure if he exactly explained it well, which is not un unusual from CNN, but, uh, but what, what Anderson Cooper went on there to explain is that Dr. Ford and her attorney and the Democrats, they want the FBI to launch an investigation into these 36-plus-year-old allegations. That's what they want. They're saying, Dr. Ford and her attorney are saying, I I'm not coming before the Senate to testify until the FBI has done a full investigation into this matter. Well, first off, this isn't even in the purview of the FBI. The FBI can't launch an investigation based on something one person said 
when there's no evidence to support it beyond, the, beyond what one person has said. And secondly, there's no federal crime here. The statute of limitations have run out, there is no, and there is no federal crime here. It, if, it, if it occurred, it might be a local crime. And even the statute of limitations on that have expired. But moving on here, here's what I think. First off, I think the Republicans are p playing way too nice here. The Republicans are playing, are handling the Democrats with kid gloves. And I think it's absolutely embarrassing. The Democrats are essentially running the Senate now. Here's what Chuck Grassley, the chairman of the Senate Judiciary Committee, should have said. In light of these allegations, here's what he should have said. We held 30-plus hours of hearings last week where witnesses for and against Kavanaugh had the opportunity to come forth and testify under oath on national television. Dr. Ford or one of the senators could have appeared and read the letter aloud, but they didn't. And for this reason, it is too late to bring forth baseless allegations and the committee will move on with the process of sending Brett Kavanaugh to the full Senate for a floor vote. That's what Chairman Chuck Grassley should have said. But moving on here, the question I have is why are Republicans kowtowing to the Democrats? Why are Republicans kowtowing to the Democrats? I think Ann Coulter has a great answer to this. This is clip two, Ann Coulter on Fox News. Let's listen. But this is a political tactic designed to prevent the president from putting his nominee on the court. Why are Republicans in the Congress playing along with this? Um, I think some of them, and this is, this is the only thing that I think makes it dangerous for Republicans, for Kavanaugh and for the Republic, because there are certain Republicans in the Senate who so hate Trump, um, right. they would put their egos above the good of the country. And, and what so many Republicans said about voting, and every four years say about voting for any Republican, we have to do it for the Supreme Court nominees. No, maybe not for Ben Sass. Um, maybe not for, for Senator Bob Corker. Um, they just so hate Trump. That could end up hurting, hurting Kavanaugh. But I, I think your point that um, if they get away with this, there's, then you have CNN running the country. It's not even just the Democrats running the country. It's the media running the country because this allegation could be made against anyone at any time. Absolutely non-disprovable. There you have it. That, that's, that's Ann Coulter on Tucker Carlson's show. And the two things she said there that I wanted to take from that is the first thing is that some Republicans will put ego over country. Ego before the good of our country. And who she's talking about there is Senator Bob Corker of Tennessee, Senator Jeff Flake of Arizona, Senator Ben Sass of Nebraska, I believe, and maybe Susan Collins of Maine, these are some of the senators that balked when this accusation arose. They said, well, 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 we just need to hear from the victim here. We need to hear from the alleged victim. We need to hear her out. And so these senators want to appear all self-righteous that we, we need to hear the alleged victim out. When, when all along, how many times have we seen this game played? We saw it with Clarence Thomas in 1991. We played the clip at the beginning of the show. Clarence Thomas called it a high-tech lynching. We saw it with Herman Cain in 2008, I believe. 
He tried to run for president in the Republican primary. False allegations of sexual misconduct were lodged against Herman Cain. We saw it six months ago, I believe, in Alabama with Roy Moore. And so we've seen this game played over and over and over again, and somehow the Republicans don't understand that this is all fake. It's all fake because nobody can prove it. That's, that's what's so laughable. Is Let's just say that Dr. Ford comes before the Senate committee. She's not going to be able to prove her case. There is absolutely no way that you can prove something Something happened or didn't happen from 36 years ago in high school when there were only four people around. Unless you have a police report, multiple eyewitnesses, there's no way you can prove this. And there's no way you can disprove it. And so holding a hearing next week or this upcoming week with Dr. Ford will be an absolute circus. Absolute circus, absolutely embarrassing on behalf of the Senate. I digress here. Senator Dianne Feinstein, now that it might be that her, uh, that the alleged accuser, the alleged victim, Dr. Ford, has to come before the Senate next week, now that that might be a possibility, Senator Dianne Feinstein, who started this whole mess, she's saying, well, I'm not really sure if the allegations are true. I'm not really sure if the allegations are true. Why would you leak this letter to the media then? If you think these are false and slanderous allegations, why would you leak them to the media? Maybe that's because you have no heart. You have no morals. You don't care. It's all about bringing down President Trump and any nominee that he puts forth to the Supreme Court. And honestly, uh, the last thing that I'll say on this, and then we'll move on, change topics to end the show. The last note is that I think it would be wise for the Senate to open a full review of every elected official in Washington who has used the hush fund to pay off accusers, both Republicans and Democrats. Many of you don't know this, but there is hundreds of millions of dollars sitting in a bank account in Washington, D.C., money authorized by Congress specifically to pay off accusers of sexual misconduct against congressmen and all kind of other accusations that come against congressmen and congresswomen. They have this hush fund that's set aside just so they can pay off accusers and keep everybody quiet. Why don't we have a Senate hearing on that? Why don't we have a full investigation on that? Well, the reason we don't is because probably 25% of the politicians in Washington have used the hush fund to pay off accusers. So, of course, they're not going to investigate themselves. But I think that would be mighty enlightening for Congress to look into their own hush fund, look into their own sexual misconduct, and see who comes out innocent in that story. Probably not very many. Moving on here, this week, the President of the United States signed an executive order declassifying many of the materials related to the Russia investigation. Specifically, President Trump ordered the declassification of text messages of these former FBI and DOJ employees 
These names sound familiar. James Comey, Andrew McCabe, Peter Strzok, Lisa Page, Bruce Orr. All those names, every single text message they sent and received related to this investigation is going to be made public in the coming days and the coming weeks, which is really a bombshell because we're going to see what these folks were really talking about in private. Another thing that the president ordered to be declassified is the FISA applications that Peter Strzok and the other crooks at the FBI and DOJ filled out, put forth, submitted so that they could spy on Donald Trump's campaign and hopefully implement their insurance policy, which is to bring down Donald Trump should he become president. And this is absolutely going to be epic. The declassification of all this material is going to be epic. And some in the media are saying, they're, they're crying wolf and saying, we can't declassify all this information. It's, it's sensitive information. It's classified information, and we cannot declassify it. But these are the same folks who are silent when Hillary Clinton is sending emails to the Chinese government. Hillary Clinton's email server is sending classified information to the Chinese government, and somehow the media doesn't care about that, about the classification there or about the sensitivity of that information becoming made public or becoming public. But moving on here, one person on, on Sean Hannity's show this past week named Joe DeGeneva, he's a former U.S. attorney out of Washington, D.C., he thinks they're all going down. From a legal standpoint, Joe DeGeneva thinks they're all going down. This is a minute and a half here. Let's listen to clip three, Joe DeGeneva on Fox News. We know that the grand jury has been seated. We know that they're looking at the lying issues involving McCabe. And, and I, That's have correct. I have different sources that are telling me also they're looking into the FISA abuse issues. They are. And if, they are. The, the they problem are. is we, we don't know whether it's Huber or the National Security Division at the Justice Department. The best information is that it is the National Security Division at the Justice Department. But if they that's are looking true, at wouldn't that mean everybody that signed off on those FISA warrants, in other words, that committed fraud on the FISA courts, that w omitted yes. important information yes. purposely? And yes, yes, all and yes. And that is why, and I, I mentioned this the other night, if you go back and look at Rod Rosenstein's testimony, he answered a question in a very strange way. He said, I am relieved that I have been relieved of responsibilities involving that area, that is FISA. The reason he has been relieved of those duties is that there is a criminal investigation, as you just mentioned, involving McCabe and Strzok and Baker, and nobody knows who is ultimately responsible for all of this. What about and Page so that, and Comey? Oh, what about there's no doubt. No, they're all involved. They're, they're going down. You know, I, I know and people don't like to hear this. James Comey, Strzok, uh, McCabe, they're all going down on the FISA warrant stuff. <laughs> That's just not even an open question all right, anymore. All right, well, there you have it. That's Joe DeGeneva, a very well-informed, well-sourced person, former U.S. attorney in Washington, D.C., and he says, quote, they're all going down. And I just find that absolutely glorious because this corruption has been exposed over the last two years 
and nothing that we could see is being done about it. Well, finally, there's some hope that something is being done about it. One, one other uh, one headline in, in, in regards to this story is this headline. Corruption Junction. Desperate, uh, desperate Democrats send letter to the FBI and the DOJ demanding that they thwart the executive order from the president. So as I mentioned a few minutes ago, President Trump signed an order, signed a directive asking, telling the Department of Justice and the FBI to declassify some of these materials so that the public can see this stuff. Well, the Democrats, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, and others have sent a letter to the DOJ saying, hey, you should ignore President Trump's directive. You should just flat out ignore it. And so, but this is, this is when I say that the Democrats are the party of anarchy. The Democrats are the party of Antifa. This is it. This is it, folks. Democrats urging the executive branch to ignore their boss, Donald Trump. Can you imagine if Republicans did that? It would be absolutely unacceptable. People would be fired. Heads would roll. Investigation would be launched. Investigations would be launched. But Democrats can do it. They can order. They can ask. They can demand that, that people who work for the president, they can ask them to ignore the president. Absolutely baffling. One other important fact in regards to all this is the fact that Andrew McCabe, the former deputy FBI director, is officially under grand jury review. This was reported last week. Andrew McCabe is being reviewed by a grand jury to see if he should be charged and tried in court for the crimes he committed. It has already been confirmed that he committed crimes because the inspector general sent a criminal referral to a U.S. attorney in Washington, D.C., saying that Andrew McCabe did two things that we know of. He lied under oath. He lied under oath, and he leaked stories to the media to prop up himself. Those are two things that were sent in the criminal referral months ago, Finally, a grand jury has been convened to look at this. And so a lot of things going on in Washington, and I know we may not always be able to see what's going on there, but this is good news. Good news being that President Trump is declassifying this stuff so we can see what really happened with this whole phony Russia investigation and get to the bottom of it. But one other thing, we need to stay firm. We need to fight for Brett Kavanaugh to be confirmed to the Supreme Court before October 1st. We cannot let what Clarence Thomas calls a high-tech lynching, we cannot allow that to happen to Brett Kavanaugh. He must be the next Supreme Court nominee. Thanks for tuning in to Exposing Washington on the American Family Radio Network. We'll be back next week exposing more of the corruption in Washington.
The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.